Welcome back to Mumblecore, our attempt at a movie podcast. And I'm Megan. And I'm Charlotte. Let's go into why my life is bad. I have to get my wisdom teeth out. You're so Which, old. You're so old. I know. I know. Okay. Well, that's because I have fucked up teeth. Okay. Because so I don't. Okay. Um, I don't have any wisdom teeth on the bottom. And I only have weird little like dinosaur baby shell wisdom teeth on the top. That's the word they used to tell you that? Or you found <laughs> this out yourself by self-investigation? <laughs> Actually, the clinical term is weird, tiny baby dinosaur teeth. Mm -hmm, Um, No. So essentially, I knew that because I always done x-rays and they're like, oh, that's weird. And then both (laughs) of them have poked out now at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, I can feel them. Like my weird little shaped half teeth Mm -hmm. just like poking through. And I was like, everything's fine. Everything's great. Um, This must have... Life's been a blur. I don't know the last time we talked. I couldn't tell you. But between the last time we talked and now, I had gone to the dentist because I was like, wow, there's a weird part of my gum by, like, my wisdom tooth. Mm-hmm. I went in and they were like, we need to cut this off immediately. Right. Like, just right there and then. They were like, we're just sawing it off. Um, It was a nightmare. <laughs> and... <laughs> the worst thing ever, anyway. <laughs> Well, it was also the worst thing ever because I I've got to find a new dentist because this is again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so my dentist happens to be the father of one of my friends from preschool onwards. Okay, onwards. I was like, who gives a shit about onwards. a preschool friend? Onwards, like I've known her, known and like know the family. So now at that dentist, not only does the friend, the preschool level friend through like elementary school, like that type of like childhood friend, is now a dental hygienist there. And his son, so the older brother that we knew, is also a dentist now there. Family practice. It's a family practice. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's not. Because I went in and it was the son this time being like, that's a weird fucking thing on your gum. We're cutting it off. And then proceeds to talk to me about Marvel Comics while he's sawing off my gum. I'm sure that happens to and you a lot, honestly. It really... <laughs> Unfortunately. It really does. And again, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because they're literally sawing off my gum and asking me questions. And I'm like, I can't... Like, do you yeah. just sit? I did. I just sat You're there. You're like, is there something really you can give me? Like a gas, perhaps? So I don't have to live <laughs> through this awake? Yeah, no, but they did that anyways. But then they were like, yeah, you got to get your, like, wisdom teeth out, like, ASAP right because this thing is going to to grow back. And I was like, awesome, great. So then I had to go to the fucking um, oral surgeon consultation. And it was a comedy of errors on that, too. Because they, you know, like, the x-ray that goes around your head and all of that? Okay. My lady could not get it to work. I stood in there and she wouldn't let me, like, back out. So I'm, like, stood in there, like, biting on mm-hmm. that little plastic thing with, like, the head. Which is on. not comfortable. The little plastic thing is, like, not in a normal location. A solid 12 minutes of me just standing there. <laughs> and she's like, it just won't connect to the Wi-Fi. And I was like, ma'am, I have to be let go. Like, I can't be standing here. 
And then she was like, well, we got to get it. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So I just stand there for a while. And then where this circles back to my tiny baby baby dinosaur teeth is that then they looked at the x-ray and the surgeon came in and laughed and said, wow, those really are weird, small looking teeth. And I was like, thanks. Not what you want. Not what you want. But he said they'd be easy to remove. That's good. So I'm going in April 1st. To get them ripped out. Next Friday. Next wow. Friday. But also, I'm not getting knocked out for it. Because they said that I shouldn't. Okay. Are you getting gas? No. Are you getting um, Novocaine? Yes, okay. I'm getting that. <laughs> no, they're just going to go in there and hope for the best. Okay. No. Um, and I've been regretting my decision since. Because everyone I've talked to is like, this was a mistake for you. Oh, you got to choose. You should have been knocked out. I, this is where I'm like, I don't, I don't like doctors because I went in there and I was like, well, what should I do? Right, right, right. And they were like, of course, do the, do the lowest like risk option or whatever. Exactly. And he was like, it's only going to take me 15 minutes. And so he was like. It's only two, right? That's not worth it. Yeah, it's only two. I don't the know how long The issue is not the takes. length of time, my dude. The issue is the pain and my awareness of it. I, yeah, but then he was like, oh, it'll be easy. And then again, this l- technician who made me stand in the x-ray machine for 10 minutes was like, oh, you probably won't even need stitches. And I was like, okay, cool. It's, so they're just like pulling teeth, basically. I think so. But okay. then she was like, but yeah, but like sometimes we just like give it a little cut. So like the tooth knows it's supposed to be coming out. And I was like, what do you uh, mean? the kind of thing that if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, I, can I throw up right now? Like, I, you can't tell me this. <laughs> She's... Yeah, and then I, again, and then I was leaving and, like, checking out and being, like, signing all my paperwork, and I was like, oh, like, do I need someone, because, like, I have to have somebody, like, listed to pick me up if I die, or, like, I'm loopy, or whatever, and I was like, how long will it take, like, so I can tell, like, what to pick me up, and she's like, oh, it should be super fast, Um, or if your teeth don't cooperate, could be very long, and I was like, what? What? Just be like budget an hour. Like just sit, oh, like make no. up a lie. Yeah, make up a lie. I want my doctors to lie to me more. Yeah. And I was like, no one here. Like I made the decision. The surgeon like would talk to me for all of 45 seconds, insulted my teeth, and then was like, this will be easy. See you Friday. And then just dipped. Um, and was like, do you have any questions? But like, as he's walking right, out right, the door, right. and I was like, several, you don't want it's several, but it's over. And then everyone afterwards proceeded to tell me how like maybe my teeth won't cooperate, and I don't know what that means. I don't either. But I had all four of mine out. I was uh, maybe I had tur- I was a senior, so I guess I had turned eighteen at this point. But I was. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, she needs like IV sedation, and I was like, I do need that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that and one of them got infected which is why I was like oh I'll get them over the summer or whatever and then it was April and he was like it's infected it has to come out like tomorrow <laughs> and then he was like oh Perfect. we'll go in and see if we can he was like if we go in and we start doing it and it's like super infected we have to only do one and then do the other three at a different time because we don't want like the infection to spread Something like that. He was like, we can't open them all if one of them is too fucked up. And I was like, if you're telling me I have to get two wisdom tooth removals separately, I'm going to kill myself. I will. You're like, I can't do that. It was fine, though. 
It went fine. I got them all four at once. And yeah. I remember him in the middle. Like, I was on weight. I don't... It's weird. Like, I didn't feel any you pain. You were, like, tw- you were like Twilight um, yeah, under or whatever unclear, they call it. But that. I remember him being like halfway done, Charlotte. Like we got two of them, and I was like, yay. <laughs> See, I did have like legit dental surgery where they like fully knocked me out when I was younger. <laughs> um, oh, it was because I had something called ankylose teeth where my baby teeth were fused to the bone. I had six of them, they ripped them all out. Um, so they, like, fully knocked me out for that one. Right, because they're doing bone stuff. Mm. D- didn't ask, don't want to know to this right, day. Right, right, exactly. Um, and so I thought that I was going to get out of this whole wisdom tooth thing, but I did not. So now I'm going to have to do that. At the ripe age of 24. Delicious. You're, like, the fourth person that I've told the story to. Like, and everyone's like, why the fuck do you still why have do you, your why wisdom Why the fuck teeth? do you still have your wisdom tooth? Yeah, it happens. There are definitely people... They said that I could keep them. They were right. wrong. The thing is, I didn't know anybody could keep them in this day and age. It's sort of like, don't we all just get them out, right? Like, it's just a thing, right? Like, I don't think I meet anybody these days who, like, I have mine. Well, I will no longer but be But I have my tonsils, person. so... But most people have their most tonsils. Most people have their tonsils? I feel like we're moving away from that. I feel like most people are getting their tonsils removed now. My dad doesn't have his. Doesn't matter. <laughs> My dad doesn't have his either. Crazy. Crazy. My mom might have her wisdom teeth. No, maybe my, one of them has them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Anyways. So, like, that's what's happening in my life. Besides it just normally being in shambles. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. The normal things. Normal things. <laughs> um, I keep spending money. Mm. Keep spending it. Yeah. Classic, classic. On, like, good things? No. Or stupid things? Stupid things. The thing is, I got my credit card bill for the first time. Like, I don't get a physical copy, but for some reason they sent a physical copy, and they tell you. They tell you where you spent it. Like, come on. Don't do this to me! Hold on, Charlotte. Are you telling me... I know, but it's... You've never... I know, I look. ...looked at your credit card bill? Here's the thing. Before paying it? Here's the thing. Previously? My credit card is new. I have a new credit card. So I've looked before at my debit card transactions, but that's just sort of like online. It's like rolling. But like, this is like from this date to this date. This is exactly what you spend on everything. <clears throat> Big, bro- you Big should Brothers lo- Discount Brooklyn. NJ Motor Vehicle. Oh, I got a new license. Bagels for You. Short Hills. <laughs> Magnolia Bakery. Key Foods. Bagel Pub. Ops. That's a pizza place. Wyckoff Weirfield. Core. See, this is why you bar. look at it to see if you know what it is. I don't know what that is at all. Square why? <laughs> I do love that we were literally capturing on on I mean, audio I guess, your illegal? realization of your financial responsibility as an adult with a credit card. Thunder Deli and Grill, eight eighty four. What could I have bought? What did I buy at Thunder Deli and Grill? A very. Could, a cheap burger? Could be anything. No, no, no. I think it's, like, a bodega. Like, I think I probably bought, like, a soda. Oh. An $8 no, like a soda. soda. like, chips and, like, a Twinkie. <laughs> okay, so Twinkie, I bought a root beer. Eat. I bought a root <laughs> beer. Flaming out Cheetos. I do eat Twinkies. Wait. You eat Twinkies? I don't think I've ever heard of anyone actually eating a Twinkie. You've never, like, put one in your mouth? Um, I don't think I've ever... No, I've never had a Twinkie, ever. What? If I 
see one, I'll buy it and eat it. I'm not, like, dying to. <laughs> Never had one. Chicken Uber. Ramen. Food Garden Market. Thunder Deli and Grill. I keep going. <laughs> okay. What was my most expensive purchase? Mm. $113 at a bar. But they vend on me. Jesus. Me. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. that's the kind of thing. I have tried so many things to like make myself like <laughs> cook and like eat a vegetable and i have resorted mm-hmm. simply to buying <laughs> an apple for every day of the week and eating it before dinner that is like the only thing i can stick to i have legitimately tried to eat healthy and uh-huh. i'm like i will eat one piece of fruit a day and i will force myself to do it before i can eat any dinner and that's better than nothing interesting <laughs> See, my thought process is still every once in a while I walk into the commissary at work and I'm like, today (laughs) is a soup day. And it is never a soup day. (laughs) Though, I did have a salad once and I was like, you're amazing, Megan. I was so hungry two hours later. I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to pass out. I had a salad today that I made myself Mm. out of... Not salad ingredients. Um, there <laughs> okay. was arugula in it. It was literally tuna, like mayo tuna salad with arugula that I mashed together. I'm, Do you know what else I put in like it? It's like my last, my worst nightmare. I oh, put God, don't. pesto. And uh, Charlotte. <laughs> chopped, like, um, sun-dried tomatoes, like, in oil, you know, like, preserved um, tomatoes. It was a lot of arugula, though, so it felt like a salad. You really are the queen. And I thought of putting mayo in it as a condiment. Oh, my God. You really were, like, (laughs) we lived together. You would be like, does this go together? Let's try it. And you're like, don't. The answer is 99.9% no, it will not go together. Anything can be a meal. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you ate pasta sauce and you're like, it's like a soup. Oh, it's, it's like fine. a soup. Yeah. Well, that was dark for other reasons. <laughs> Times were tough. Yeah. Yeah. But... I bought spinach at the grocery store, though, so now I have a bag of spinach in my fridge. I, like, for most of senior year for breakfast or even for lunch, I would make a smoothie that was plain yogurt, one banana, and a bunch of spinach. That was the whole recipe. Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> God. <laughs> Again, makes me physically ill. It actively tasted bad, oh, but I was like, this is how I consume, like, protein, fruits, and vegetables right now. I, though I have made a smoothie where you're like, ooh, gotta just... Gotta just get through this. Stick the straw near the back of your throat yeah. and just suck It's like it you're just purely for health. Yeah. It's not great. I also have a weird thing of, like, it feels disrespectful t- to me, to the universe, to other people to blend something that early in the morning yes yes that's not i feel i feel like an asshole yeah like what is more of a dick move than being like i'm going to loudly blend frozen fruit together if somebody is a smoothie person i'm like oh you have privilege you live alone you know what i mean i'm like you have some sort of or everyone you live with hates you or like you're a bad person like i'm just like there's no Mm -hmm. way a normal person like you and me are just like smoothieing every day because you're either rich enough to go out and buy them, or you live alone. It's, mm-hmm. it's all smoothie is wealth. 
Or is this how you, like, assert dominance in your roommate relationship? I never want to assert dominance. I want to be a tiny mouse. Like, <laughs> Excuse me, can I have some crumbs? Oh, you, oh it's okay. Oh, don't even look at me. Yeah. Yeah, that is your vibe. Um, I was talking to people at work about this, and they were talking about the fact that, like, it's more devastating to hear people talk shit about you if it's surprising. Like, if you're like, oh, I know that I'm bad about X, Y, and Z. Oh, you're yeah. Like, it's fine. But, like, if you heard something that was somebody where you're like, I had no idea that this is who I am, it would just wreck you. Duh. That's not new information. <laughs> I feel like the issue is when you're a narcissist and you cannot, in your mind... <laughs> Did you just point to yourself? Yeah. You cannot, in your mind, fathom what other people would talk about about you. Unless, like, mm. something specific happened. Unless you were like, oh, that was a bad day and I made a lot of dishes. And, like, I know that. And then you hear your roommates, like, two days later being like, holy shit, she made so many dishes and didn't do that. Like, you know. But, like, in terms yeah. of, like, something about your personality, when you're just sort of like, what could anybody be talking about? And then you're like, I could think of some things. I could think of some things. Like. Yeah. But I'm sure there are, like, un- yeah, anyway. The sort of. Who knows? frightening and also nice thing is that i think people think about you more than you realize i that's not comforting i want it to be less well we are both well known to be forgotten so (laughs) that's sort of our trademark our trademark is that you actually don't know that we (laughs) actually our college trademark was that we didn't go prize for least amount of sex and prize for most likely forgotten (laughs) We we actually forgot to have sex. <laughs> Most likely that you would walk into a party and be like, "Oh, my friend Charlotte and or Megan," and they'd be like, "Who? Like, does she go here? Who is that? She does actually. Who is that? I've never met her." And it's like, "Yeah, why would you have?" Do you remember the guy that I met at a party? Every single party, yeah, like six times throughout. You never knew. <laughs> yes and he was like how nice to meet you and i was like yeah he was nice which was weird <sighs> couldn't remember yeah any time <laughs> right right so on the one hand you're sort of like oh you know nobody thinks about me but i'm stuck like thinking about all these people but i think they do you do pop into other people's heads but that does also mean that they like see your flaws <laughs> mm, i can only handle thinking that everyone only thinks positive things about or me. doesn't think about me at all yeah yeah those are the only two options that i'm comfortable with literally which is rough for me there's yeah anyway what else are you watching the oscars i have no plans to fun <laughs> are you watching the oscars <laughs> i'm going to i do think i could i think i think i could make that happen I think I could have a therapist ghost me because I'm too attractive. Like, like they're just too, like, Charlotte, we're getting too close here. I'd be like, okay. But I also don't yeah, believe in therapy. Is... Wow. That's so That's honestly much to unpack. one of my hotter takes. You... Why don't you believe in of therapy? Course I, believe I fully in believe in therapy. Of course I'm like, you should go if you want to go. But, like, the concept that, like, your problems can be solved by going to therapy, I'm like, not necessarily. I don't think your problems are solved. You learn to cope with it. Right, right, right. I just think, like, you could have just, like, make a friend. Like, we didn't have therapists in the Middle Ages. You know what I mean? Anyway. 
<laughs> done making because this you argument. know what was you know what was classically great mental health and <laughs> in care the middle age. in the middle ages <laughs> i do think I mean, I think a lot of people are against the statement that, like, everybody needs a therapist. It's like, I don't think everybody needs one. Or I don't think it's a symptom of a good society if everybody's like, I need to pay somebody to unpack all of this. You know what I mean? Well, it should be free. Okay. Which, once it, can I mention friendship? <laughs> you know, it's free making a friend. Mm. Yeah, but, like, your friend can be stupid. <laughs> right, 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 right. And your friend can't prescribe medication. And the therapist also can't. That's a psychiatrist. Damn it. So. Darn, they're good for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I do love that you're like, I could never have a therapist because they would fall in love with me. (laughs) They would just be like. That should be your first topic you should talk about in therapy is being like. I'd be like, so you. you imagine? I'd be like, so I purposely picked you because you're a 94 year old man. You are going to fall in love with me, though. God, I cannot imagine if you started a therapy session like that. Hi, nice to meet you. Two weeks from now, I will be the only person you think about. Yeah. Um, You'll fall for me in a way that is toxic professionally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway. It literally happens to Elaine in Seinfeld, and I find myself akin to Elaine. (laughs) (laughs) And then because he, like, she, like, can't break up with him because he, like, knows too much about her psyche. So he'll be like, oh, she'll be like, I think we should stop seeing each other. And he's like, you don't think that for these reasons. And she's like, you're right. And then they'll keep seeing each other. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Hence this is like why there's n- no relationships right. with therapists. This is why it's, like, of course, over, like, one 25-minute episode. <laughs> and then, like, next episode, she's like, we forget that he existed. <laughs> God. Like, I, need to st- I need to start watching that. I think you'd enjoy it. It's a classic. I need it to. It is a classic. Speaking of classics, guess what I watched? I told you I watched them, right? What? The Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, you didn't tell me this. Oh, my God, I watched them for the first time ever. So good. Did you watch it for a boy? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I so. do remember like, the many last minute I watched Star life. Wars, and right. you're like, it was for a boy. <laughs> it was like such a personal dark time in my life um but you liked lord of the rings lord of the rings was great many okay. boys throughout my life have recommended it to me just like every human being yeah um but i watched it of my own accord it was really good loved them did you watch the extended editions no. okay i didn't have that i think i made a mis. i think i had a did i make a mistake or was a mistake forced upon me <laughs> i think it was forced upon me my mother Obsessed with Lord of the Rings Weird. in a dark Weird for it to way. Not be your like, dad. No, my mom is like into Lord of the Rings. Is she a Legolas um, or is she an Aragorn? Which one's Vigo Mortensen? That's Aragorn, Aragorn right? Because I yes, surprised she's... my little self and was like, "Okay, Aragorn, whatever." Legolas comes on the screen. I gasped out loud. I was like, "How did they Legolas get his the skin that person. I was like, screaming. I, okay. I was going to say, because my mom forced me to watch all of the extended editions back to back in one sitting. That's that was my much. first inter- introduction to Lord of the Rings, and it really fucked with my head. But I will say, yes, when Legolas comes on screen, yeah. And then your mind no, is like, well, no, then no, the no additional. Like, no, it's not. 
Your mind has to like keep no. reminding itself that it's like a real person. It's <sighs> when he does his little flips on the horses and stuff, and like grabs onto a horse and he's like just gets on. Smooth. Ooh, like Vigo's great, he's but so- he's like hard and rugged. And I was he's like, he's they're they're polar exactly. opposite. He is rough, and, and he's a smooth little pebble we of a man. All knew, like we all were like Charlotte's gonna Aragorn, and then I was like Legolas. Shocked my little self. No, Legolas is, yeah. He's just top. He's also not as important as Aragorn, so you're sort of like, yeah. I love a chosen one. Not that mm-hmm. Aragorn is the chosen one. <laughs> uh, Maybe I should rewatch. I haven't watched those in a while. We watched, what, She's Out of My League? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. I loved this movie. Yeah, I was, of course you loved like, this dying movie. dying of laughter at many points during this movie. Had you seen this I before? I have never seen this. Okay. I I've seen scenes. I thought I hadn't seen it. I started watching it, remembered it totally. One hundred percent have seen this movie. I was. It was interesting because I was like, I knew the premise. Obviously, he dates a girl who's out of his league. But like, I was like, I went into it. And I was like, I actually don't know how this is going to end. Like, I don't know if they're ever going to date seriously. I don't know if they're going to end up together. Like, it makes sense in a rom com way that they would, but it also like starts so crazily that I was like maybe this could end with a message of just like he's on his own and he's better off maybe she could end up being a total bitch and like that's the point of the movie is like yeah you're dating a girl out of your league but it's not worth it because she's from hell you know what I mean yeah could have taken this many ways Um, and I was unsure where they were gonna go but they went the completely logical way (laughs) so the again I'm curious to see what your take on this movie is about what the message is um re-watching this I believe the message is love yourself with, mm, my, <laughs> it's easy, I think Megan. it's I think it is women will settle and the bar for men is just so low that it's literally like don't harass a woman at the airport and she'll be fine with it. I think he brings a lot more to the table than meets the eye, which I don't think the movie investigates very well. Like we don't really get like any sort of look into their relationship. We get a montage of them going on dates and looking cute. Which were s- Agreed. I think that he brings up to the table, but they just, the movie presents it as yes. he didn't literally sexually harass the woman in, in the airport. Right, right. And, like, sh- obviously it's it's a movie, it's a visual medium, so we really get to see, like, hardcore what she brings to the table. And I feel like his is less clear from his outside. Um, when you say it's because of her outfits, like, it's just because she's, she's hot. hot. Yeah. Yes, they, like, it's Alice Eve, and she is gorgeous. We are just gorgeous. seeing her all the time being hot, and so it's. But that's also like, who gives a shit about her? Like, ultimately, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a love relationship, like you're gonna want something more than her being hot, which is never really, like just their chemistry is never investigated. Which, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, the I will say, land. like, I think there's. I yeah, I was gonna say, like, do I love this movie? No. Do I enjoy this more than most rom coms? I did. Is it problematic? But did I have a good time? I did. It's a calm heavy. Yeah, it's and it's has some has some good banter. Yes, um, I my favorite character is Jessica Sinclair's character, the sister in law, the pregnant one. Oh, I was my favorite is Kristen Ritter, pa- Patty. Yeah, yes, yeah, so Kristen Ritter playing the only character she ever right. plays, the which is just friend. the super bitch of a friend. Yeah. Who just screams at everyone? I mean, constantly. the classic "Are you a plane doctor? Shut the hell up!" Um, very funny. Oh, though. Shit in your hands. <laughs> that's the thing. 
there's just so many good lines. I also love that they develop chemistry between her and Stainer, but they, like, don't take it anywhere, which I kind of respect. Like, no. I couldn't tell at the end if I was bummed out that we never got, like, even just, like, you open a closet door and they're, like, making out and you're like, ah, like that, like a fun little reveal like that. But it was... I'm sure there was a version of this film right. where they get together. But they, like, there sort of hinted at it. Like, he's singing and he's sort of making eye contact to her. And then he calls her and she's yeah. like, where'd you get this number? Is this where you're calling to ask me out? And he had the opportunity to be like, okay, I'm not calling for that. But, like, if you're down, like, you know, like, they both sort yeah. of gave each other mm-hmm. a few chances to be like, I'm down. But it never went anywhere. And I was like, okay. It, it was just, like, a little a little yeah. fun thing for us to play with. Um, I do I love will this. say... Yeah, anyway. It was... I said I was gonna say this has the most insane opening of a movie in my opinion. It's just wild. Like the whole series of events, like setting up the movie, right. is insane. And it's well done, so that you learn a lot at once. Interesting. My biggest, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> biggest problem is this woman. What well, one? Her suitcase is too small. She has the smallest suitcase I've ever seen. Oh, uh, Molly. Yes, okay. Molly is carrying the I was talking about like, the suitcase. original scene where he's like rehearsing his speech to Marnie. Mm, the actual opening of the film. Like, yes, that is true. That they're like all working at the, airport, at the airport and they're all friends and they're all like shitting on each other. Yeah. It is it is good. You are that is a good little right. fun little opening. Um and then also when she's like breaking when he tells what's the fucking girl's name? Marnie. That he breaks Marnie, yes. Marnie and Molly. Too close. I will say that that opening scene with Marnie is pretty funny. Where he's sitting on the couch? Yes. Yes. And I do, and Ron is like raw dogging some randoms, (laughs) which I'm like, again, one of the worst statements that's ever been recorded. And they say it twice because he says, or like, he says it. He says that he's raw dogging. Yeah. And then. And then I love the fact that you have no idea what's going on. She's like, well, I'm with Ron now. And you're like, are we in Ron's house? And then we find out yes, that we are actually crazy. in his parents' house where he lives or he doesn't live. It's unclear. Also, why is Ron the character? Like, why is there such a strong advertisement, like product placement for Tostitos? I don't know. Like, they right just like, the it is. Toast, he's eating just- Tostitos. Tostitos were, like, so holding the bag in a way that's like, look at the Tostitos bag. I think the like, point look at it. is that he's just, like, so at home in his girlfriend's <laughs> ex-boyfriend's home. Like, the whole setup is just like, oh, her, his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend yeah. are going on his family's vacation. And the whole I family's will... crazy. I love the brother. I, love I will brother. say... This is shit that my family would do. I know it is. Like they would, they, would. they like they would still be friends and be like, "We're inviting yeah, this person." I have, I, yeah, that's like shit that my mom would do a hundred percent. Not my family ever. <laughs> my family is like, "Oh, we're still friends with that girl." Yeah, and I was like, and you're like "I'm not." She's the meanest person on earth. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Okay, cool." I love that's that they're fun. like, "Are you going on your family vacation?" Because we want to go yeah. on it. So it's better if you don't go on it. <laughs> God. No, but anyways, okay, so this leads us to, like, the beginning of the... What's not the beginning of the movie, right. but what I call the beginning of Meeting the movie. Meeting Molly. Meeting Molly. One besides the most insane, like, just line of sexual harassment that he then stops. We're like, yay. But also, she just, like, is like, haha, that's fine. Yeah. But my main issue is she gets out of that plane and it's like, I think I left my phone yes. and just sits down like it's no big deal. She is the calmest person. And then when she's like, 
actually don't leave it at the airport that I am flying, flying back, back to. Flying back to. Keep it. And th- the timeline is... Do we think she has motives? Do we think she's like, oh, this, she... this is a cute guy, and I would totally like to meet with him again. Inter- interesting, like, leaving your jacket at a guy's place I don't think she thing. did it on purpose. Like, I don't think she did the phone on purpose, but I think maybe, like, when he picked up and she was like, oh, I remember you, like... Why don't you keep my phone? Because she was like, I'm not going to be able to get it until I get back to Pittsburgh anyway. That's true. Also, I would be having a meltdown Yes, I also don't understand lost and found procedures. So maybe she was like, it's genuinely easier. Also, she's a hot girl. So things work out for hot girls. So she was literally just like, oh, this guy will keep my phone. And then I'll get it from him. And he will go wherever I am to give me the phone because I'm hot. (laughs) But also, how long was her trip? She, she flew said she's somewhere. Coming back the day she says that on the phone. She's going to New York from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she's going to New York from Pittsburgh, and she's flying back the next day. So she's like, "I'm literally coming back tomorrow. Can you just hold on to it? And I'm going to be at the Warhol Museum." And he's like, "Okay." And I, I don't know. The start of their relationship, you're sort of like, "Where is this going to go?" Like, yeah, there, he has no reason to believe that she's into him because she doesn't act into him. I also love the random drop in where he's like, "You know this hockey player?" And she's like, "Yeah, kind of." And I thought we were going to get sort of like. Okay, here's my question. Is the hockey player and the the pilot the same no. dude? One is named Scott and one is named Cam. You paid way more attention to the it details and dialogue movie. in this movie than um, I did. But that, I, I like that they just like sort of dropped that. She was like, yeah, I just know this pro hockey player. And like, no explanation. Like, it seems flirty, but like, you know, love it. Yeah. God. Oh, also, there's a couple of weird things. The Tostitos thing is weird mm-hmm. in this movie. The party scene, when they drop off the phone. Again, yes. very weird. Yes. Very weird. One, what is up with the statement, I had a laundry disaster, this is my only bra that's not wet. What laundry disaster leaves right. you with wet bras? Right, right, right. That's also a good question. I do, I think it's just supposed to set up the sister as sort of like bumbling. And like, I think it also sets up Molly as like, she's throwing this like big professional party at this museum, but like. Ultimately, she has to have her sister cater for her, and, like, her sister's pretty incompetent. True. And, like, the food is being dropped on the floor, and, like, Molly's just, like, a real person who's not, like, that buttoned up and that professional. True. Which is nice. More importantly, did you notice how – I cannot tell you a single name of a character in this movie. Is it Kirk? Is that the the, the the main main dude? Okay, Kirk is the main dude, and then his friend that is, like, saying Princess – no, Princess Jasmine friend. Jesus Christ. Okay, Devin and Kirk in that party scene are both holding their wine glasses in the most insane manner I have ever seen. My favorite part is like, she's like, stay and get a drink. And we cut to Devin holding like the bottom of his, like, it's not even a wine glass. It's like, is this a margarita? There's, okay. (laughs) I'm glad you also noticed because it was jarring. It's. The longest, tallest glass, and you're like, is it a? It's not a wine glass. It's not a martini glass. It looks it's like not a margarita glass. I don't know. He's holding it at the base, which I guess technically is what you're supposed to do with what, like very fancy wine because it doesn't transfer like the right, your body right, temperature right, right, right. into it. But I still don't think you hold it in he's the way that he's like holding it, like a little, like a little lobster claw, yeah. like on it. I think that's the point. And then. Kirk is holding his, like, a fucking death grip. Like, it's gonna escape at any moment. I think that's the point. It's and just, like, they it's do a lot of, insane. like, little throwaway jokes like that that just sort of make you go, like, what the fuck? 
And then you're like, okay. There is a lot of that. You're like, right. what is going on? I like, was just like, I cannot stop staring at their hands. Like, and how they are holding these glasses is the bonkers. Fact, the fact that Devin can't stop asking if Wendy's asking about him. He's like, I love my wife. But did Wendy ask about me? <laughs> like, I love that. Um, I love yeah. when they do the little calculation of how hot they all are. And he's like, Stainer is like, you get subtracted this for this, but I get, and he's like, well, you have a shitty card too. He's like, artist exemption. <laughs> See, what's fascinating is I'm like, this movie's archaic, but when they were saying anything about a musician getting extra points of hotness, I was mm-hmm. like, you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. And he right. was kind of good. Like his band was he not was bad. He was not good. His band was not bad. I Like it could have been so much worse. <laughs> You were because like, I like the Hall and Oates cover the band. The thing is, Molly is like a res- ultimately a respectable person. Like, she would not have been like, my little sister's gonna have a bad band at her party. Like, it was comically bad, but it wasn't actually like we have to like close our ears. This is so bad. Um, okay. The darkest Valid. thing I have to admit is that the guy who plays Stainer and TJ Miller, like, really, I find him hilarious. Um, and he's problematic. Literally, I looked him up because I was like. He- like he acts problematic you're literally like you look at him on screen you're like that dude's annoying um yeah his allegations are bad um terrifying you don't want to have a controversy section on your wikipedia page he has a long one a lot of arrests a lot of assaults a lot of allegations um not a lot of sexual assault allegations yeah i think he's so fucking funny though and i'm like anytime he says anything i'm like damn that was really funny and that was delivered really funny it sucks that um, so many men in um, Hollywood, you're like, ah, if only like, I could enjoy your work, you also know? people are just like, he, like, barring anything else, he's just like a brat and like a pain to work with. And I'm like, that's <laughs> awful. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Get Seth Rogen instead, you know? Have him yeah. play the bumbling friend. I know. He would have done it differently, though. But it would have been funny. Anyway. It would have been funny. Um, I did like him. The other... The other scene in this movie that really sticks out to me is, like, that made me think, I want to ride that luggage carousel like they did mm-hmm. so bad. Yes. So, like, on my bucket list in life. They, what did they, um, when he comes back after, like, coming in his pants and having that moment with Molly. And yes, yes. Molly's parents. And then he comes in and his boys are immediately, like, making jokes about it. Loved that. But then there was a mm-hmm. bit where he was like, dude, it's okay. Like, I'm here for you. And then immediately makes a joke about coming in your pants. And I laughed, like, at, <laughs> at the moment that the boys laughed with him. I was like, I'm one of them. Like, I just was like, I wasn't expecting it. It was so well delivered. I was like, ah. Oh, my God. I was like, ah. God. God, I love yeah. boys. I just love boys. joshing <laughs> around. I love Project X. I love this. You do have a weird love for, like. I love, like, mean boy, like attacks at each other i just think they're fucking funny they just know how to cut real tight yeah um wow but ultimately the friends sort of end up realizing they've been like leading him astray by just being like you can't get her you can't get her and it's like they've ruined her it like i was like does this have a good message or not because it is like being like anyone can be is the message anyone can be a 10 i think it is maybe or just that like you're a 10 for your own reasons and, like, if somebody mm-hmm. sees you as a 10, like, let them see you as a 10. Don't be like, well, what if I'm not? Like, because that's what she says. That's I don't know. The, a lot of this was incredibly written. Like, the brother and his wife, or fiancé, which is, like, funny mm-hmm. and sharp and good. But, like, the plot itself sort of bumbled along at times and was, like, a little predictable. And, like, that moment where he was like, 
Tina, I have to go talk to Tina and like find her at the fry hut or whatever. And like ask her why we didn't oh, work yeah. out. And then she sort mm-hmm. of had that moment where like very profound, but also very scripted where she was like, mm-hmm. I, you are a 10. You just couldn't see that you are a 10. And so you made yourself less than a 10. And so it wasn't fun to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Confidence is key. Right. She was like, I saw you as a 10, but you didn't see yourself as a 10. And so it would never work. Yeah. And I was like, oh. and then he's like, I'll be back for gravy fries. God, honestly, more importantly, that ending airport situation, everyone should be arrested. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The chokehold that these four men have on the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh airport is insane. The most insane part is when they finally call the mechanic and they're like, stop the plane. And he just grabs a giant wrench and is like, I'm on it. What did he do? I assume he, like, loosened something that wasn't dangerous, but, like, would turn the check The plane off. was moving. It was off the ground. Um, I it's love that they, mo- It was taxiing. I love that they all have different jobs. Like, he has the TSA thing. The other dude is, like, I don't know, the ticket checker. One of the dudes, like, sells tickets, and the other one is, like, an air traffic controller. But they're all, like, we got this gig. And she works at the Fry Hut. I don't know what Marnie does, but she does something. I don't know what Marnie does either. I love that they're all I just will... at the airport all the time. <laughs> For what just reason? Chilling. Why would why would they choose an airport job? And the yeah. fact that Cam is a pilot, obviously. Which one was Cam? The oh, the ex boyfriend. Yeah. I love the, yeah. one of the funniest <laughs> lines is when Cam is just like, <laughs> "What does he say?" He's like, "I swear on all this, holy, that I will get her back." And Kirk goes, "Cool." <laughs> He's like, "Cool." It's just so good. Um, yeah. So yeah, some some parts of like the sort of moving the plot along were like bumbling or like it was unclear what the timeline was, how long he had not been talking to her or like, I don't know. I have no idea how much time this movie spans. Right. It could be- It could be two weeks. Two days. Yeah. Two years. Right. Literally. Literally. I'm like, maybe you I went have on no six idea. dates in one week? I don't know how you guys work. Also, why would you ever wear a red blazer to a date? He looked awful. He looks like an usher at a he bad did. AMC. But you, I could. His character would wear something like that. I guess. I guess it was spot on. But I. That is my greatest fear: is being mistaken <laughs> for an employee at, at anything, at anywhere where I'm not, because I would not say anything. Like, if that guy tried to tip me, I'd be like, mm-hmm, take it to my grave. Again, I also went by a different name for two years. <laughs> this girl that I went to high school with posted on Twitter, and she was like, tell me why I was just asked at a CVS if I worked there. She's wearing, like, fishnets, like, full goth outfit. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> she looks like a witch. She's like, why did somebody just ask me if I worked at CVS? You never know. I'm like, that's a good question. I, uh... <laughs> Oh, God. God. So bad. Anyway, I really liked this. The jokes really landed for me. I was laughing. I I thought... I I knew you would love this movie. I I was like, this is right up Charlotte's alley. Their fight was authentic, too. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even touch the scene where he shaves his balls. I was, like, dying. Oh, He was like, this is the most straight man masculine thing I've ever done, is have my married friend shave my ball. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like, it's true. Right. Also, I was just like... Also, then he's like, I'm not very experienced. She's like, you have your fucking balls shaped. I was like, balls she shaped. makes a point. 
She makes a point. God, yeah. When he blows on it, too, at the end, when he's yeah. shaving them, he like blows that. Lo- <laughs> yes. Like, like, a lot. Like, a lot of blowing. A comedic amount of blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's like, it was. It was, it was good. It's so good. It's just like, you gotta get in here. You gotta help me out. He's like, you've been putting in work, right? And he's like, yeah, like, she likes me. And he's like, not what I was talking about at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, we've been chatting. And like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. His oh god, what was his name? Devin? Devin. And is Jack. that the friend that shaves the, the balls? Yeah. Devin's a good dude. He's good. a good character. He and he does have a little good he has a good line where he's like, I am the only one of you that is married. <laughs> he was like, You guys make fun of me for being with one girl, but like she's great and I knew it, so I married her. And it's like, word. Own that. I think our generation needs to own that more. Like, Which part? I just think a lot of, hmm, a lot of our, like a lot of being our, in love with someone. <laughs> right, 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 right. Good question. Good question. Uh, you bring up a good question. What do I mean? <laughs> what do you mean by what you say? Good question. Good question. Um, fascinating. <laughs> that's fascinating. I think we're in the app generation, right? Where there's so much endless choice, and so like there is something mm. to be said about being like, I met her. She was great. What else do I need? You know what I mean? Instead of being like, okay, she's cool, but what if I could get a ten? It's like. Interesting. So you think we need less options? Yes. <laughs> I could I could see that. Right. I understand that that's like sort of stupid. It's like maybe like the world just is like you these are your four choices. Right. Pick pick one and be done, and then, you know? At some point it's like weird to the extent that you're like so you're telling me that like I'm going to meet somebody on an app and we're going to have no mutual friends and no mutual like life parts. Because I feel like that's, like, the basis of, like, other relationships throughout history. It's like, oh, this is, like, you marry somebody mm-hmm. from your community, and then you know all the same people, and you talk about all the same people. And it's like, obviously, you can learn everybody's friends, but, like, I don't know, yeah. if you meet somebody at work, at least you, like, have work in common. It's sort of weird to me to, like, if, somebody, if you just, like, start dating somebody, and then you're like, oh, we're straight-up strangers. Who, like, yeah. didn't cross paths Wait, at all, except for the fact that we made ourselves cross paths. What are your thoughts on dating somebody that you work with? Of course, it's fine. You're pro that. I'm like, I'm not, do you want I'm that? I'm not pro. Okay. It depends on your workplace, and it depends on gotcha. what position you guys each do, and how much you are, like, you give a shit. Like, I would date somebody in my workplace, because I would also quit my workplace any day of the week. 